Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Season's greetings, little elf. How's the workshop this year? Making plenty of toys? Well, actually, no, Santa. I'm not making toys this year. I'm making... A podcast! A, a, a podcast? But what about toy trains and jack-in-the-boxes and generic dolls? Well, nowadays parents just give their kids video games. With all that free time, they could listen to my podcast, Must Have Seen TV, which is dedicated to all the sitcoms of the 20th century. Hmm, sounds like a risky endeavor. Especially considering how unforgiving I am of elves and reindeer that don't abide by the North Pole's arbitrary social codes. That's just a bunch of jingle. My name's Brent White, and I'm a podcasting elf now. And this week, I'm joined by... Dan Chamberlain. Here he is now. Hello, Dan. Oh, hello. Oh, my God. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey. Thanks for going along with that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> now we're into the thick of it. Um, Legally, now it's Christmas. Yeah. Le- oh, God. This is it. This is the start of the... Basically, I decided I was going to do nothing about holiday episodes uh, starting in October. Do it all Halloween. I did all Thanksgiving. But really, we're just trying to get to this. Yes. Which is... The good stuff. Christmas you know. sitcom episodes. <laughs> so excited. Christmas, the creamy center of oh, the year. Creamy. So <laughs> what is your history? We're going to get to history with Christmas. This is my first episode talking about Christmas in general. So what are your, <laughs> what are your complicated feelings about the most wonderful time of the year, TM, trademark? Well, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I have... You better uh, have the right answer. <laughs> I have uh, I've taken part in... Uh, this, this will be my, th- we're, uh, this will be my 32nd Christmas. Uh, coming up here, which is quite a lot of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of, yeah. Uh, Christmas is, uh, great. It's fun to get stuff. I, I guess as an adult, I've become more aware and sort of like, I wish I see the anxiety my parents have <laughs> around like the holidays yeah. of like feeling like it has to be like a big, like a perfect production. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I want to. Uh, hold them closer, grab them by the ears, and say it doesn't have to be this. <laughs> all I way. need for Christmas is you. All, yeah, all yeah. I need. All, if if I could go now as an adult, like all I want to do is go home to my parents' house and sit on the couch and eat bowl after bowl of cereal. Yeah. That would be <laughs> just cold cereal with like cold, cold yeah. milk. Oh. Yeah. What are your um? Where do you rank the three big holidays: Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas? Uh, um. I gotta tell you, this was, this past year was my first, duh, my first like real dud, I don't care Halloween. Oh. Which is very, very out of character for me. Yeah. Cause I love, I generally love the, the ghoulish and the macabre. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but you do costumes. Yeah. Or, well, I'm just thinking, we did, um, X-Men Improv. We did. And you would we pull did. out the stops for that. But Brett, that was 15 years <laughs> ago. Oh my god, no, they're no, all no. so dead now. Well, you were Cable and Jubilee. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. are two polar opposite characters that you pulled off with equal aplomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're stuff that I had, uh, had costumes at the ready for. But like, yeah, th- this past year was the first, I don't know, I don't, part of it too is just like, I think as you, you get older, it's like, I, uh, uh, if Halloween is less like a candy makeup thing than it is to like a, like a, a get loaded thing for people in their twenties and their thirties. Like, Santa has like the SantaCon aspect, which I do not. Yeah, endorse yeah. Well, that's because barely that's horrible. That's, listen, keep it reverent. I'm, yeah. So, but it is weird that like Halloween doesn't have an, an official like SantaCon yeah. like limb hanging around. Yeah. But still, Halloween just in general is a. 
get in New York City. Yeah. It can be a get crazy. Yeah, it's it's a get loaded holiday, yeah. and I think just as you mature out of like, well, I don't feel the need to get trashed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I now do time. a thing where I just host everyone watching the Paul and Halloween special, hey. which is about as like you know, yeah, as yeah. intense as I get. We did a we did a fun thing in my work this year. We did uh, so that I I think would be like a great tradition to start. I've never uh. done this. It was a new thing that uh, my friend uh, Arthur Meyer came up with. Uh, he, uh, we did, it was called Secret Santa Ween. And what we did, we put, we put names in a hat and everyone drew names like Secret Santa. And you had to buy that person a Halloween costume <laughs> that they had to wear the next day. Like to work? Or? Yes, oh, to man. work. Oh, I and, love that. And, uh, and that was, that was a blast. Uh, we, uh, we drew, we drew names and you, we would also, we had like interns at our office drop them off or like drop, make sure it got dropped off while they weren't in the room. So there was just, just be <laughs> a costume at your desk. And then we all wore them the next day and we all sat down and went around the room and tried to figure out who had selected. <laughs> hey, what were you? I, I, Becky Krause dressed me as a, as a Christmas elf, actually, ironically <laughs> yes, enough. A big I'm Christmas gay. elf with little, little green tights and, uh. uh their little pointy hat, and she got me a big curly wig, but it didn't fit great under the pointy hat, so I just did the pointy hat. I I love Christmas. Is why I've been saying it in all the Halloween and Thanksgiving episodes. It's my number one. Halloween's a narrow number two. Like yeah. I do love Halloween. The candy rules. Uh, I love I, costumes. I, I, I'm a uh, costume nut. Death culture. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but you enough. are metal, right? You are dressed like the Grim Reaper, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't just, fear you. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, just like acknowledge it. Like I don't know. It, it, I love skeletons. I love jack o' lanterns. <sighs> I love I love werewolves. I love vampires. Yeah, I love a good. I like good like universal monster styles. So, yeah, like, I don't really yeah. like horror movies that are just like gory, gory. I like give me some vampires and Frankenstein. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I, that's fun. Yeah, monster um, fucking monster mash. It's, oh, yeah, so yeah. good. I love Christmas is my jam though. Like our apartment becomes a winter wonderland every year. Right. Uh, it was such a rich time growing up. It's a I have a totally like really secular relationship with Christmas. But the great thing about Christmas is that you can have that. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's so much Christmas canon that is so rich. Yeah, uh, that you don't you never even really have to get towards the actual religious stuff that yeah. will that will turn some people off. Yeah, if they're not a believer of the the uh, that stuff. I also say the day of Christmas itself is a real. Is a real hot, cold situation for me. Mm-hmm. Of like the morning, you know, you're doing stuff. You're getting up before your parents. You're doing stockings. That's great. That's just yeah. that's the appetizer. <laughs> Mom and dad waking up. Then you're doing presents. Presents great. And then After things that. are gonna get a little as the rest of the day goes on. Gonna get icy, icy cold because then you know once it's like three, four in the afternoon cousin's uncle's stuff going to come into the mix, you know, Ooh, either traveling yeah. elsewhere or family coming over to your place. Or the you, naps. You've been, in, you've been in your PJs all day. All of a sudden it's like, you got to put on a nice shirt and yeah. it's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and then it's, and then all these people are here and it's like, you've been eating like crap all day. You're not feeling <laughs> good. You don't look hot for your uncles. <laughs> you don't look Which like, is like my number one concern. I know. I just like, hot I just feel, I just feel so like, because you've been eating like sugar garbage all day and like sausage or whatever. The, like, the thing that I do love about, I think more so than Halloween and Thanksgiving is Christmas also allows for a real sense of melancholy yeah. and depression yeah. that is a flip side of it that I also love. It's a weird thing of like, I love feeling sad around like, yeah. is the, the Charlie Brown Christmas special is the best crystallization of this yeah. because the music, the Vince Guaraldi music in that is so like chill, but it also has this undercurrent. Yeah. Christmas time is here as a song has such an undercurrent of sadness. Well, just like I think like a it's lot of beautiful. Pe- yeah. I think like a lot of people here, here's a, here's a long walk for a metaphor. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like just as like a lot of people who have maybe been tightly wound their whole lives end up moving to major metropolitan areas like yeah. New York city or whatever, mm-hmm. because uh, there's like equilibrium. Like maybe you're a little tightly wound, but it's like, oh, your your body's the, there's stasis. Your body's the same temperature as the pool water. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think with the end of the year, as everything around you dies, like like <laughs> as as like the everything dies and gets gray and yeah, cold, yeah. it's like ah uh, yes, stasis with a with like an equilibrium with like a depressed uh, yeah, <laughs> mindset. Like, yeah. The fact it's just. Also because Christmas, more than any other holidays, really comes with this, like, sense of nostalgia. Because, like, Christmas is so rich when you're a kid. Right, right. Which also, like, the older you get, like, looking back on your childhood is both, like, oh, so warm and fuzzy, but also... I want to go back there, or also it was actually bad, and I'm like, it's like yeah. all these things. What's the? Here's, here's what the, I'll ask you because I think my answer popped into my head the other day. I'll ask you first. 
What's the stupidest thing you ever asked your parents for for Christmas? Uh, like, the most, like, why did I even ask for that? Just, uh, for me, it's like every Star Wars figure that came out that year. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in, I think it was either eighth grade or ninth grade, I had Christmas. My mom was always very, I'm a very spoiled person. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah. like every year they would give me everything on the list, even though I would color code it and only expect them to get like the, the pink and yellow stuff and not the blue stuff. They'd get everything. Wow. And I remember one year, it would be like, I was just like, why do they ask for all these Star Wars figures? It's just like random cantina aliens, yeah, generic yeah. death, like death star workers. And I'm like, what? But I? you've always been like a completist yeah. sort of person. But that yeah, was the one yeah, year I was yeah. like, why do I, I'm like 14 now. What do I need of this? It wasn't even a, a jo- like giving you joy more than like yeah. re- reinforcing yeah. a mania. And now they're all <laughs> like, right over there. Like, yeah, now it's yeah, like, yeah, now it's yeah, in my yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you? Uh, I, well, I even, I, I think my number one, like, why did I ask for it? The thing that had popped into my head the other day was, I remember when the movie Hook came out, oh. which I had never seen. <laughs> I really wanted, uh, I really wanted, like, a, a pirate hook, like a cap, like <laughs> yeah, a prop, frankly, like, which is, uh, yeah, I don't know why, I Sounds just thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be fun. Did you get one? Yeah, I did, I did, Was yeah. it everything you hoped for? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yes! And then, <laughs> <laughs> I, had a hook, I also, I definitely had, like, a couple years, too, where I, like, <laughs> I was such like a little like I wanted my room to be like a rave all the time, <laughs> so like I I would I, I I had a lot of like different like disco light lava lamp black light laser stuff the back corner of Spencer gift stuff oh, like no, I yeah, I was obsessed with stuff like that <laughs> I wanted I wanted to live in the matrix those, like, that's where I wanted with to the live. electrical things you touch in your hands yeah yeah a Luma storm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah that's our history with Christmas this week. We are traveling to A Christmas in the Past, December 18th, 1963. Charade ruled the box office. The Singing Nun by Dominique topped the charts. And CBS aired the Dick Van Dyke Show episode The Alan Brady Presents. Dan, you must have seen The Alan Brady Show Presents before. Uh, I don't think I have, actually. <laughs> what is your history with The Dick Van Dyke Show? Uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show was a... Uh, it was it was on in syndication in our market. I want to say on. Channel. Did you wait? Did you grow up with cable? Did you have Nick and Isaac? No, no, we, okay, did, we did so not have cable. The, this is the yeah. divide. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I want to say it was on. Uh, it ended up becoming UPN later, and then my Oopin, TV. Yes. But, <laughs> I, but uh, even before, because UPN was like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mid nineties. Yeah, before that, it was just uh, WSBK channel thirty eight in the Boston yeah. market. <laughs> And, uh, not the Boston, not, not Boston. Not- no, I grew up in a Boston market. <laughs> I just, uh, all we ate was Carver sandwiches. Um, Your best friend was a little tiny chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boston market, good now as a kid, a dud restaurant. Why? No fucking toys, man. No, no, no play toys. Place. No I toys. I don't give a fuck about a Boston market. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. Uh, we, had, no. we had KFC before this. We know what's up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll push back on that. Boston market's good as hell. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, the, the Dick, Dick Van, Van Dyke, Dyke Show. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah, um, that was a um, uh, it was a that was a sick day show for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah. Because it, yeah. it was like a weekdays, like somewhere, like earlier in the day, it was like ten yeah, thirty like in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, seen enough of it? I haven't seen it in in, in years. Yeah, it but. is all. It is surprisingly one of the only. <coughs> it's a show that Netflix still has for some reason. Netflix like burning through that. Yeah. Library of licensed stuff. They don't care. They want their originals. Dick yeah, Van Dyke yeah. is still hanging on. Um, we previously talked about the Dick Van Dyke show in episode two. I think it was episode number two or three with Kirk D'Amato. So if people want to hear more of my history with Dick Van Dyke, you can go check out that episode. Yeah. Um, but the cliff notes is like, I love Dick Van Dyke growing up. I remember watching it and always like having my fingers crossed to be an episode where he tripped over the Ottoman. Yeah, yeah. This episode yeah. we watched is a sidestep around the Ottoman. Yeah. There's the third variation where he sidesteps but then trips over the rug. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, would, yeah. They would switch them up, so you'd never know which one. It's it's uh, boy, people uh, like I think uh, think of the like uh, oh the Simpsons couch gag. Yeah, it's like oh that's the that's oh they they did the the they they do something different every time. Yeah, not Simpsons that invented that. It turned out <sighs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Dick Van Dyke Show episode, The Alan Brady Show Presents. It is the thirteenth episode of season three. It was written by Sam Denoff and Bill Persky and directed by Jerry Paris. Here is how Netflix describes the episode. Rob's family takes part in a special holiday episode. While Rob and Laura sing I Have Everything But You, Sally and Buddy each perform solos. Dan, how accurate is that description? I'd say it's pretty spot on. <laughs> Although there is a real fake out up top. They set it, So they set it up as if this is going to be... You're going to hear the whole story of how this... Uh, all right, so yeah. it starts with... 
It doesn't start at home or anything. It starts as an episode of yeah, the like, Alan Brady show. The Dick Van Show's theme plays, it ends, and then like the Alan Brady show title card comes out. Yeah. I think this is like the only time we actually see <coughs> the show within a show that they work on. Yeah. And then we're on the Alan Brady show. Uh, Al- Carl Reiner as Alan Brady comes out as Santa Claus with his uh, his reindeer pulling his sleigh. There's a bunch of showgirls. Yeah, it's a bunch but of he, dressed in little like little little tartlet Santa costumes, <laughs> but he's still calling them right. animal names. He's like, like uh, hey, uh, my Bl- little reindeer. Don- Somebody's got to feed these poor reindeer. Donna, Blitz, and Betty, come on. Like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like fucking Rodney Dangerfield. Like, oh yeah, be- lovely girls, lovely girls. <laughs> just like fucking creep. It's very uh, Yeah, uh, but also like Alan Brady as a character on the show is an asshole. Yeah, so, like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got that context. Um, so he has um, uh, women bound in harness like sled dogs <laughs> pulling them around the studio. Oh, they're 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 looking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're wearing yeah. these like that's like Playboy Bunny Santa Claus yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, but then he brings out. He's and like, then, we're doing something different. Yeah, and so then he brings out a. a so then he invites his head writer Rob Patrick, played by Dick Van Dyke, out. To explain that they're going to do something a little uh, different with the show, uh, um, and before like compliment like uh, Dick Van Dyke, great physical comedian, and all that stuff like that, he explains like, well, it was a it was a long weird road putting this show together, together, yeah. together, together, and yeah, they and then- we dissolved back to the office, and now it's like, okay, now it's going to be an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. But then it's only that one scene. No, it's literally like a three minute scene just to get them to like to justify why. The writers and the head writer's wife are doing the show, and Alan Brady, the star of the show, is just sitting as Santa with kids around him laughing at them. Long story short, this is just an, it's just a variety show. Yeah. This whole episode of the Dick Van Dyke show is just a variety show. Now, it's catching the idea of like, well, Alan Brady's decided he wants all the, the staff and their families to come and, and do this show. Uh, staff and their families are the three people you know from the sitcom <laughs> yeah. and Mary Tyler Moore. It's, I mean, it's like the janitor doesn't come out and do yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, person it's, or... <laughs> in the, it's like four people were... No, sorry. Three people were yeah. on the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like that... Um, that's really cool. Like it comes... He comes... Rob comes out and he's very nervous, which is really interesting... Seeing how nervous Rob Petrie is as the man Rob Petrie just having to like talk to yeah. the audience, but then the, as soon as the there's physical, a physical, con- it's uh, he does this thing. He keeps trying to put his hands in his yeah. suit pockets, but they're like not cut. So yeah. It just looks like he's like <laughs> that's wiping. So so that's such a great simple small physical thing. But as soon as Rob Petrie, the performer, gets told to perform. He's oh, great! It's, he, it's, he can dance better than anyone everyone, else on the staff. It's outstanding. He can do a Perry Como impression. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can do, like... Yeah. There's a... So, like, we can talk about the one bit of plot in the episode, which is that one scene in the office. Yeah. We can talk about that yeah, for a hot yeah. sec. Like, they're all basically, like, we've turned in the script, we're good to go, yeah. and they're waiting for the producer, Mel Cooley, to come in and, like, give them the, like, go on home. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a great bit of, like, knock at the door, and then the door opens, and Laura... Rob's wife is Mary Tyler Moore is standing there with just like a big cartoonish amount of presents. Yeah, yeah. That, I always remember there's that Looney Tune where it's like the woman shopping and she has like a she's holding all those presents and like they like remove the one right in front of her face so you can see her eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like a Tetris like Jenga block tower thing. Because whether well, the Dick Van Dyke show Looney Tunes real life, ladies be shopping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies do be shopping. Ladies do be ladies do be shopping. And they yeah. do be shopping in this. Yes, yes. Um, and then Mel comes in and is like, it was great, but he wants something different. He wants heart and warmth. And then is it Sally? What is it that everyone says the Alan Brady show lacks? A good producer. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mel? They say it lacks heart warmth. Mel, if you want heart warmth, all you have to do is eat a large pizza before you go to bed. Yeah, yeah that's a good joke. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's solid. So now, now, you know, to bury the lead, like, you do work on a variety show, talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Tonight Show. Yeah, I'm right at the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So, starring Jimmy Fallon. Starring. With, uh, uh, yeah, because that is a difference. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a late show with David Lerman and Stephen Colbert and starring Johnny Carson. Yeah, Colbert, yeah, 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 yeah. So. I get really... When people say, like, you know, a late night with David Letterman, or, like, the Tonight Show with David Letterman, I get yeah, some... Or yeah. the David Letterman show, and I get, like, yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. I get, uh, get yeah. tag that yeah. article right. Um, with this, like... Wouldn't it, like... So what is the deal? Like, with this would never happen. Uh, no. <laughs> well, although... Uh, uh, well, you well. guys do end up on the show... Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll appear in sketches, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Other writer, you know, most of us have... I mean, maybe that's just a byproduct of, like... Uh, 
And most people in comedy, very few people, I think, who pursue a career in comedy are exclusively right. Yeah, Or yeah. exclusively, because you're doing shows around. So, like, you know, Everyone you have some like legs as a performer. Sketch, at least. Yeah, stand yeah, up. yeah. I mean, uh, and then, like, on the, on the Alan Brady show, you have... Rob, Sally, and Buddy, who, I'm a, if their backgrounds are similar to their IRL backgrounds, then yeah. Sally and Buddy come from vaudeville. Yeah, which yeah, Which is just yeah. like Rosemary and Maury Amsterdam come from vaudeville. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, of course. But then, you know. And then, conversely, it's like, oh, that's why something like, uh, you know, David Letterman putting his stage hands and, you know, just like, hey, like, uh, Rupert from Hello Deli on here yeah. was considered so transgressive. <laughs> because it was it's, like, it's just a random. Just folks. Yeah, just, yeah. Or like Biff, the stage manager. Yeah, who's like, yeah, He's yeah, just yeah, a stage yeah. manager. Now he's going to the Olympics and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, So yeah, Mel comes in and like, well, they want heart and warmth. They want something with all the family. And Rob points out, like, just like Perry Como used to do. Yes. So yes. it's kind of like giving the audience a heads up of like, oh, we're going to see a real, like, this is a, just a classic style but right, even, but even that, it, in the setup, you presume it's going to be, and then it's all going to come off the rails. It's right. Gonna we're going like, to be, we're going to be knocking over one, the Christmas tree. It's going to be like, time. yeah, someone's going to, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, someone's going to freeze and not know their lines and it's all going to work out. But in a true Christmas miracle. They, ju- they just <laughs> play it real happen. straight. We get four or five songs. There just, are six different numbers. There are six songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I was like, you asked, should, do I need to take notes? And I was like, this, we're going to be talking more about how you feel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because there uh, isn't, there's like, that's sweet. We talked I mean, the plot. Like, yeah. there's no, I, there, well, yeah, we'll go number by number, but just overall, <laughs> this is a five star Christmas episode for me because it's just so, there's something so weirdly pure about, I'm a performer. Yeah. I'm gonna perform. It is lame. Like, there's yeah, a thing where, yeah, like, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you don't commit to dressing up like a toy soldier and, <laughs> Demouthing like at like acapellaing a piccolo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to commit to that. Yeah, because the audience can swift the the slightest scent of I'm not comfortable in this costume. Yeah, yeah. There's a level of like intense commitment that these four performers they have to have to sell something as objectively kind of lame as dressing up like a big bell Santa and dancing. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it works. Another strange thing is that it almost like I said, like oh, there's a show for the audience. It's also weirdly a show for Alan Brady, yeah. who's just sitting to the side, the entire Carl Reiner in a Santa suit, uh, surrounded by children. Now yeah. the, the, the 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 little the Santa ants have, uh, uh, have, have been sent away yeah, after the shed or whatever yeah, yeah, in yeah. stables, put back in their fucking shipping container or whatever they gave Jesus to the Christ. Um, uh, uh, he's he's surrounded by. And we, uh, throughout every musical number, we just get these reaction shots of Carl Reiner, like, elbowing, like, yeah. kids in the ribs, being like, huh, check that out, kids. Well, there's one joke, um, in <laughs> act, in act number three, when Buddy, like, is shipped out in the giant box, and they open it up, and he's in there with a cello, <laughs> yeah. and Sally's like, oh, I meant to ask for, like, a real man, and Buddy says, like, I asked Santa to send me something with a shape like this, look what I got. <laughs> and he like, got oh, a cello instead. And then the cuts back to Alan Brady, and, like, him, like, nudging all the kids to laugh at this, like, joke about the similarities uh, between a shellow and a woman's body. Yeah, 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 <laughs> what is insane. that? <laughs> uh, These kids all be like, yes, that's funny. A, a woman is shaped like a shellow. <laughs> <laughs> what yes, the hell? 36, 24, 36. So, like, overall, what did this... How did... How did this hit you, overall? Uh, Expecting a normal sitcom and then getting... This not at all a sitcom. It was, uh, it was very... It was very sweet... <laughs> Uh, there, uh, there was a, to me, there was a valley. I don't know if we want to get this. We were, we were cruising okay. And then there's a valley, the most, the most terminally dull yeah. Christmas song in Which, the entire uh, yeah, world. We were going to get to it. And it's, yeah. if you are aware of the larger context of the show, it's hilarious. <laughs> so we'll, we'll okay, get to it. Okay. Um, so yeah, start. we can start up. So the very first number they have is like, um, it's Alan Brady. It's the song of them just singing basically the Just saying the host's name. Because he's an egomaniac. So Rob is the conductor. And then uh, Mel Cooley, played by Richard Deacon, yeah. who is Mel's, uh, who's, What's his name? Alan Brady's yeah, yeah. brother-in-law, who's a producer. And then Sally, Buddy, and Laura. Yes. And so there's just Alan Brady, 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 Alan Brady. Why is Laura on the show? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, I'm trying to remember if in canon if Laura has a showbiz background. The thing, like, Mary Tyler Moore does. Yes, obvious, yes, yes. Obviously she does. I don't know if Laura Petrie does. Yeah. But they do point out that every time we have parties at your house, you guys end up singing and dancing, which is true. That happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess they just know, like, hey, she yeah. can hold her own. Yeah, so let's bring yeah. this housewife out. She'll yeah. cut her up. So she's up there. Yeah. And the, the bit is just, the song is Alan Brady. And then at the end of it, they say their name and then are then dismissed. Because angry. you should keep saying, the joke being, you should just be saying Alan Brady over and over again. Yeah. But you've said your own name. Buddy and Sorrell. Na- and now it's time for you to leave because <laughs> you've this isn't not about you. said the host's name once. Yeah. Well, it's like you are all doing all this in service to Alan Brady. How yes. dare you look for recognition? I mean, they are yeah. <laughs> you know, doing it all in, in service both. to uh, And... I wrote down, like, it is a, it's so patient, simple, and stupid. Yeah. Because you hear that chorus of Alan Brady, which is not a song, not a song anyone's ever heard. No, no one's, like, looking forward to hearing the Alan Brady song. It's not even to the tune of, like, Alan Brady, Alan Brady, Alan Brady, Alan Brady. Brady. It's just its own melody. Yeah. And they make you listen to it once all the way through. And then once all the way through until the very end when Buddy says, Buddy Sorrell. Because, and then again. because they, if they didn't have you listen to it once all the way through, the context, like, you need the dis- context disrupting though. the pattern wouldn't yeah. make sense, so they establish the pattern of this invented thing, <laughs> and then be like, but what if we subverted this thing we just made up? <laughs> and it's great, I love, they do throw a curveball, because Sally and Buddy's follow the exact same rhythm of it yeah. to the very end, and then the third one starts, and Rob, like, starts, and immediately, immediately Laura goes, Laura! <laughs> and yeah, then runs yeah, off stage because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. terrified. Which I love. That oh, the, she's. I thought she just was sick of the bit. No, I think I Laura. Just, I feel like Laura's runner in this is like I'm kind she, of nervous. A little stage fright. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah. And then it's like, well, Mela's my hope. He's Alan Brady's brother-in-law. He'll do it all. He does most of it. And then Melvin Cooley and Lisa. Yeah. And yeah. then that's it. That's the bit. That's the bit. Well, then Rob turns to the camera, like chokes on his words for a bit. I can't believe that he's bungled. The conductor gig, <laughs> and and snaps his little uh, baton and he half. says Rob Robert Petri and then and defeat yeah, yeah, yeah. snaps his baton. That's the done. Yeah, one bit down. Yep, one bit down. <laughs> Cross it off. They asked America to watch that, and I watched it and love it. Yeah, Alan Brady delighted. A little, maybe a little, a little peeve that uh, a little peeve that it, they said their own names. Yeah, I, that is like I wonder in the universe of the show. That was the bit. Yeah, they definitely... There. That wasn't like an impromptu... But this was Alan's thing. Yeah. So, huh. And they wrote a show... Someone still wrote this, and Alan didn't they, write it. I feel like they probably all wrote it to get the screws in on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, the second bit is Santa Cinderella, performed by Rosemarie Sally Rogers. Sure. Which is... A little, a little, a little regressive. <laughs> well, there's this. Uh, I highly recommend. I'm glad I I could have talked about this last week, but I went and saw the a New York screening of her documentary that just that's coming out. Okay. Called um, "Wait for Your Laugh." Oh yeah, so which is for that. Yeah. a documentary about Rosemary's life in showbiz, and I was expecting going in and being like, "This is going to be like one of those cheapo documentaries you see on Netflix." Yeah. And it's like, how did they get on it? Not for nothing. The trailer makes it look cheap. And, it's like, and you <laughs> yeah. go and you watch it, and I like five stars. It is so yeah. it's so well made. It's so well done and put together, and the way that they deal with, like, the story they tell of her history is this amazing story of Hollywood, because she started performing at the age of three on radio. Wow. She was the Shirley Temple before Shirley Temple was Shirley Temple. Wow. She was the most famous child actor of all time. Uh, wasn't, like, wasn't she, like, mob-protected? Yes. Like, this, like, her father mob, was in the mob. This mob-protected, like, child star. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, the mob, and like, as she grew up, the mob, like, kept, like, making sure she was taken care of in Vegas when she did her shows. She also had no idea who these mob guys she were. She was a little angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Wow. And she would tell off the mob guys, and people would be like, you can't do that. She's like, what? Oh, oh, that was Al Capone? Whoops. Like, that kind of stuff. And they probably all get a kick out of it. Hey, this kid's yeah. talking big to me. <laughs> so when you see like the con, I always thought Sally Rogers was kind of weirdly regressive because her whole character game is I'm a female writer and I'm looking for a man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when you watch it in the context of the, the documentary does this great job of putting her in context of the time period and the fact that she was a working woman period on a show in 1961 to 65 is itself like mind blowing. The fact that she was the only woman in a writer's room of men on a TV show. And then also the fact that she is a ferocious joke machine. Like just period. Yeah. Like they didn't even have to write shit for her. Like she could just 
make up a joke off the top of her head about well, if anything. You've been doing vaudeville since yeah. you were three. And like, it's amazing. And no so, shit, you can hold your own. Yeah. So now I watch all of her stuff from this like lens of it's kind of like Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yes. Which you view as like being about date right now. But when you read the history about what well, at that time women were not allowed to culturally say yes to sex. Yeah. So the way to say yes to sex was to actually say no in a fake way, which is super oh, fucked up no. and like crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, like yeah. women were conditioned to like you can't say yes ever. So you either have to say like no forcefully or like no with a wink. And baby, it's cold outside is a no with a wink song. Yeah, yeah. But like it's the, the layers of context and history are also fucked up. <laughs> So when I hear Santa's, Santa send a feller and you're watching Rosemary do it, it's like, yeah, the song's like, she just wants a man for Christmas. But if you take that away and watching, I right now... Go like, so far is, as to say she'd settle for Jim Ca- James Cagney. Yeah, or Jimmy Durante. I would like to order something, Cary Granty, but I'd even settle for a James Durante. Randy, oh, no, no looker at him. <laughs> Uh, also, and then she makes, and then she puts a, a hat and a coat on a coat rack, and and makes it hug her. Yeah, it's so, because that's her uh, her man well, as a coat rack. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch the performance from the point of view of just like this is the definition of brassy, which is what I wrote. Yes, yes, yes. I love just like the ballsy brassiness of oh. her swagger. In oh, this. brother! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah. She's so great, and I love her so much. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's my like weird. Historical feminist spiel about Where did, where did, where did you see that movie? It was at the Landmark Theater. Okay. They were doing, and it, it was a follow with a screening, uh, with a QA with the director and Peter Marshall, host of Hollywood Squares. Hey. So that was crazy. Was she, was she a Squares? Yeah, she was, after she did Dick Van Dyke, she was on the Squares for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then right after that, that's act number two, which I fuck, I love that. Mm-hmm. We go into the only like Sally Buddy thing, which is the Jingle Bells, but it's like more of an extended comedy riff back and forth. Yeah. With like, Buddy's like, I want to play shit cello alone. And yeah. so I was like, well, I have the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Buddy Sorrell, who I love. <laughs> I like Buddy. I like Buddy, yeah. Oh, I love Maury Amsterdam so much. He, uh, he reminds me of like, uh, even the name Buddy, he is like a Buddy Ebsen type. It kind of yeah. reminds me of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not Ebsen. That's uh, uh, Buddy Hackett. Uh, Buddy Hackett, that's what I'm thinking. He's Buddy Ebsen was. He's uh, just like, a, the fact that he's a short little loudmouth. Yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of. <laughs> he, uh, well, he, he seems like, uh, I say, uh, the reason, uh, Buddy, he reminds me of Buddy Hackett is, uh, uh, Marcellus and the Music Man, that like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, like you yeah, can yeah, imagine yeah. him singing Shapoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buddy is my guy. Like, yeah. I would love to have that role. I dream of being that level of funny and quick. I look up to Maury Amsterdam a yeah. lot, even though I probably actually look either right at him or right down at him. We're yeah, probably the yeah. same height. Yeah. Um, so that little bit is like, he has a cello he wants to play alone. There's yeah. a really good joke of like I know sounds like the only song I don't know is Jingle Bells. He's wheeled on stage in a box. <laughs> Box well, like he makes the joke. He makes the joke about like I oh, asked for a curvy thing, dog. They gave me this. Carl Reiner goads the children into laughing <laughs> at this joke. Uh, yeah, that's a solid. It's a solid joke. The uh, the. Uh, the piano. Oh, what's the old, like? Don't. Is there anything you don't know? Like yeah. no, I don't know. Jingle, Jingle bells. bells. Waka waka. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So much of vaudeville and these kind of humor is very waka waka humor. Yes, yes. Which I like. You say, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something really, like, pleasing about just, like, a simple, stupid joke. Yeah, yeah. And not to, I mean, like, this is the thing. Not to, this is not a bad thing about The Tonight Show. Yeah. I like, like, there's a directness to that, just like, here's a joke. Yeah. Here's a stupid bit. Yeah. Where it's doing this thing. And I do think that there is a weird level of comedy snobbery that goes along to like, it needs to have like at least two levels of irony on it. Yeah. Or it needs to be like a little bit more detached. I'm like, when The Tonight Show debuted, I was like, I kind of am excited that I'm just going to watch people do beer pong or stupid games. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even, really even, that, like, that. even that, like, there's less like beer pong and that sort of thing now than there is like, uh, you know, we, uh, um, you know, like sort of like devising like, uh, Really trying to come up with like newer game formats. Like yeah. we started like, uh, there's, there's something we started doing, uh, we, we did it for the first time with the cast of Riverdale a couple weeks ago. Like it was, um, it's called Search Party. And it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's almost like a, it's sort of like a family feud thing, but it's yeah. guessing, trying to guess the, 
top first search results for completing a phrase on Google. Oh, that's great. Like, uh, um, like why is my husband so blank? What do you Yay? think? Of, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what is the first, like, and what do you think, like, Stupid. Fat, stupid, like, yeah. you know, like, loud, you know. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely. You know, like, you know. Sex handsome, you know, like. <laughs> so ready to get down. Yeah. Funky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's See, fun like, coming up with new formats. And, and that's what, that, like, that's, there's such a period to those, like, old school jokes. <clears throat> or just, like, coming out and playing Jingle Bells. And yeah. that's a joke. And I love that. Yeah. Or we're Tell just going to do a song, like, uh, uh, Miley Cyrus was on a couple weeks back, and she and Jimmy just did... Just did a shot-for-shot recreation of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's Islands in the Stream. Grammys. The Grammys performance. And you just recreate the set, and you just do it. And there's no, like, but they're fucked up the whole time. Or, or, but, like, a dog is barking at them the whole time. It's just, like, doing, just doing the thing straight is cleaner. It's It's more succinct. And it's not, it's not fun. Well, when you say fun enough, it almost has, it, sometimes that can even mean, like, It'll do, and it's yeah, like no. it's succinct. It's to the point. It's it's distilled to yeah. its essence of what it needs to be. There yeah. are pe- when you and when people criticize those bits, they're criticizing it as if you forgot to do a thing, right, right? As if that wasn't the intent. It's like to get onto my well, Star Wars is a Christmas movie, as far as I'm concerned. When people are like, "The Force Awakens is just like a plot for plot redo of a New Hope." It's like, oh, you're saying that as if J.J. Abrams did not know what he was doing. Yeah. If he accidentally did that, then yeah, that's a fucking, like, oh, blunder. But also, but no. at that level of production, things really rarely happen by accident. Yeah. It's like, know? no, he knew that in order to rebuild trust after it was broken Boy, for they must, movies. they must really drop the ball on that. Someone must have been asleep at the wheel yeah. on that one. It's for those like... 15 months of production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't buy those... There are things that criticize. There's way to criticize. But, like, that's not the correct way. You have to, like... Okay, that's what you were intending to do. Okay, let's talk about it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what they were intending to do with the... Uh, I Have Everything But You, the Laura and Rob dance number, which I just wrote, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> I thought notes. it was great. I love the, is... like, the, the physicality of oh the... I love those uh, those Santa costumes. Yeah. So, the Rob big, and Laura... They're almost like big, like, They're hula skirt. hoops. They're yeah, like, yeah. They're the Santa Claus, and the, the bottom of his, like, tunic is a hula hoop. So, the belly is it makes your body like, like a, a bell. Like a bell. Yeah. Uh, and they're both, like, Salvation Army Santas, mm-hmm. uh, like, ding-a-ling-a-ling-in, and Rob's always ho-ho-hoing, Laura is never, and he's like, who are you? And she goes, ho-ho-ho, and, oh, no, it's a pretty woman. I wrote, like, her hair is perfect. What was the line that killed oh. us? It was, it was like, uh, like... You're no Santa Claus, you're a lady! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love that as soon as she takes off that wig, her hair is so perfect. It just yeah, falls yeah. into place. She's, she's really... She like, must be incredibly young there, though. She's oh, like, yeah, yeah. She yeah, was like, in her mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like, her story, because after she passed earlier this year, I read a lot about... What was it last year? God, I don't know. Anyway, oh, yeah. everything's horrible. Um, she had only ever really done. She was like the Maytag, like she was the Maytag legs, or like the, like there was a there was a there was like there was just the matches or like washer dryers or something, God. and their their thing was like legs, and she was the legs. It's, it's like uh, the Marsha Belsky's uh, Headless Women of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. That what that that refrigerators were sold with. Just I think like she might have been a that. pair of Vava yes. Boom legs. <laughs> and so like she comes into this, and it's like what a you're nightmare. seeing this. So the numbers of two of them and Rob, it's just like um, we'll get married on my yacht. I have so much money. Oh, yeah. actually, no, I don't. And the whole thing's like a call and response style. Like he sings a line that she like undercuts him. I've got yards and yards of greenbacks. And a diamond mine or two. Why are you telling me all this? It seems that I have everything but you. Look, money isn't everything. I got a voice like Perry Como. Oh, he's good. I can act like Shirley Boo. Didn't she win an Emmy? And then they just do a dance, and it is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and I, I don't know, as a... Uh, a person as a performer, I really don't think I have much command over my physicality. Yeah. Like, I'm giant. I'm six four. I'm bigger than everyone. Yeah. I'm sort of barrel chested. So usually, when I get a laugh from physicality, it's just because I'm big and yeah. I fill space differently. I don't think I have any like command of that. That's just sort of like an innate thing. And when I watch a performer that has like that 
ballet control yeah. oh, of their yeah. physicality and makes my jaw drop. You know, this, I mean, this moment right here, it's almost like what Christmas means to me. Like, if I had, like, a Christmas Pinterest board or something, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the image of the two of them in the bell things with, like, it, it hiked up and them doing those, like, long steps. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. And insane. keeping the, and then the ones of, like, keeping the legs planted and moving the torso to, yeah. like, oh, ring yeah. and, like, yeah, Or when yeah. they both, like, they both turn to each other, lock hands and didn't do, like, a, a soft shoe or, like, a sock hop kind of move. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. like kicking their feet in and out. Yeah, and then there were like little hula hoop ones, and yeah, like it's just amazing seeing the two of them together and how in step they are. And I'm like, if you have those two, of course you do this. And episode. so and so unlabored. Yeah, it's so effervescent. It's so it's so it's so light. It's how do like, they do it? <laughs> it's not there. You can't see like. Uh, I don't know, I feel like so many, like, it, for example, it, we, were you and I to recreate that right now, the look of fear on our face, <laughs> yeah. and both of our mouths would be going, one, one two, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, like, you'd see the gears slipping the whole time, like, yeah. There's such a wild. fluidity to it, and they just make it seem so effortless, yeah. and it's just, a thing that I, I want to see more shows do It looks do like they could walk up into the air like Peter Sellers at the end of being there. Just, like, yeah. into nothing. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also directed so well because it's also, like, wide shots. There's yeah. a lot of wide... It's just a big, beautiful sound to because yeah. it's, it's the Alan Brady yeah. show. You're not confined the, to their living room, or yeah. the, the, the Petri's living room. And it just is a sweeping, beautiful, what Christmas means to me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they, 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 the depth of stage, too. They move all the way down, all the way up all stage. Way up. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And I can't... I do, I want shows to feel okay to do this, where you don't, you don't see this much anymore in sitcoms. Yeah. And I want to see shows be like, we have, our cast can also do this. Yeah. Let's figure, like, uh, The Flash and Supergirl, they have all yeah. these, like, Broadway teens, and, and so they did a, mu- they shoehorned a musical two-parter in, <laughs> and it was beautiful, because yeah. you have, like, half the cast are rent. People yeah. that were in, like, Hamilton, not Hamilton, but uh, Spring Awakening and stuff. Couldn't get Hamilton. No, very, very, bu- very busy. That's good. That's like, yeah, you figure out a way to do that. And yeah. I wish I, and Community kind of did that in there. They had a Christmas episode where Allison Bree did um, her, like, Santa whoopsie bait sexy baby number, which is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I want to see more shows just embrace this if uh, your cast is condemned. I love that. Sorry, no, I, know we're, I know we're, like, hanging on this one a little. <laughs> for, this one's for, the best one. It, it really is. The, the, the wonderful thing about that, like, nebulous, like, open soundstage thing, too, is, like, you keep being able to discover new parts of it. Because, again, it starts locked off yeah, yeah. at the little chimney street set. Yeah. And they keep, you they keep bringing you to new places in the studio. And it makes you feel like, where else? The space keeps getting bigger. There's one moment, so like, cool. Laura, like, like, walks really far away and then comes back. And it's yeah, so yeah. Cool. That it keeps getting big and you're, like... You know, you don't have that for like, oh, well, the band's going to be over there, so everything's going to be confined to this one little space. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking it's awesome, so great. Man. It's cool. And then that goes right into the fifth number, which is <laughs> a Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> God damn it. And so after, <laughs> after, I mean, maybe it's like, it, that. I guess structurally I can see that serving as a, a reset after, like, you know, that's this, very, this is the centerpiece. Yeah, at, yeah. if you look at it, it has been <coughs> building, it's been building into... Yeah, the Alan Brady bit is very, like, straightforward. Mm-hmm. Santa's in the fill is, like, a solo number that's uh-huh. really confident. Then you have a two-person back and forth mm-hmm. with Sally and Buddy. And then it goes to a two-person that's, like, really high-energy dance, dance, dance. Mm-hmm. you got to bring it down. And then we have a child superimposed over a stained glass window. <laughs> uh, just just a boy. A plain boy. Yeah. Doing... <laughs> Come, they told me, pa rum pum No child can really sing. Exactly. Uh, but doing Rose that. Marie could. A newborn gift. And it's, yeah. uh, even the clip I was just doing it at, too fast. Too fast. It was half the speed of that. I I think we can all agree, Little Drummer Boy, lo- worst Christmas. I I would rather hear, I would rather hear 12 Days of Christmas than, than Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Uh, the Dandy Warhols do a version of Little Drummer Boy that is awesome. Because they turn it into like this... Uh, what's that? I'm um, shoegaze, Britpop oh, yeah. style, like, uh, like, uh, it's, it sounds really like slow ravey. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. So like, Dandy World's version. I can see that almost sounding like a, yeah, like a, 
Pop, pop, pop. It has like, a really good uh, synth line Jesus to it. Jesus and Mary Chain or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That makes That's sense. about it. That's about it. Um, yeah, uh, so why- I, it's the worst <laughs> Christmas carol at all. And I said it on the couch, I'll repeat it for the yes. but it's what makes what makes Little Drummer Boy suck so bad is that you can't just do a verse of it like Jingle, uh, jingle Bells. bells. In and you out. do in so, and out, you can do Rudolph a verse Rando's of course. Reindeer yep. There's a story done in the minute. Done in a minute. This is a story like I went to see like we like they said to go see the boy. I went and saw the boy. They asked if I brought the boy anything. I didn't. Okay. Next verse. I didn't. Like, I couldn't think of yep. anything to give oh, the man. boy. All drum. I had was my drum. <sighs> I got so, yeah. Then, then I had an idea. I asked the boy's mom I if I could play the, if I could play the drum <laughs> for him. And she said it was okay. Now come to the portion of the song in which I play the drum. I play. It's a fucking Car- god. It's it's it, it, it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I find this hilarious and was laughing a lot during it is because that boy is uh, the son. Is Robin Laura's son Richie? Yeah. And in the context of the show, Richie is a dumbass. Yeah. The reason I love the Dick Van Dyke show is <laughs> it is one of the only shows I can think of where the kid is stupid. Yeah. Like I think the first time you meet him, he is hiding in the cupboards, and he regularly is like running into the cupboards and like hiding in there. Yeah. He is just a he's a normal dumb kid, and so when this comes up, and you're like, oh, they took their dumb kid and have just plopped him on television, and he's singing a little yeah. drummer boy, and it just is like it's so. And the poor actor, he's a child, yeah. is like kind of nervous. He's staring off camera. He seems like he doesn't want to be doing it, yeah. and it's just so ridiculous. He uh, that uh, that's really funny. I feel like the uh, overwhelming majority of, of sitcoms, like the the instinct is going to be like the kid's going to be preternaturally smart or precocious, yeah, that's funny. or know about sex, or ask yeah. questions, or like or cutie or cutesy curious, yeah. like you know that like. Where did babies come? Or like you know, mom, I know about the birds and the bees. Like you know, like that's yeah. or, that's or or, uh, or uh, yeah. Usually, usually it's a little smartass and that sort of thing. I love the idea of of making your kid an alien. Of like, man, this, this is my kid. My kid kids don't know shit because yeah. they don't. Because yeah. kids are kids. He's a normal kid. They don't know shit. And like, they you know. do like call out during the course of the show. Like, well, yeah. you know, he's not like the smartest kid, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I think they even make that point in uh, Wait for Your Laugh, the documentary. Because if yeah. you want to see some... Also, I think it, they might have color footage of this episode. Wow. Because uh, the thing about Rosemary is her and her husband were like obsessive documentarians. They had oh, video wow. cameras and 8mm cameras in the 40s and 50s. Right. And so the documentary is filled with all these shots of like Stuff the old Hollywood. Have access and it's to. so yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's why I highly find the documentary. Hopefully yeah. it'll be on VOD soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Little Drummer Boy. If you do that thing where you try to not hear Little Drummer Boy every Christmas season, yeah. and you haven't watched this episode yet, know that it is in this episode and be prepared to fast forward after the two two dance what, numbers. What are the other uh, uh, bottom rung Christmas songs? I mean, people hate Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Wings. You know what? Which I fucking love. Also, I, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. I hate, you know, one of the people love that I can't stand is the, uh, I hate the waitress's Christmas rap. See, I love it. 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 You know what I mean? I love it. My two, I've, I've done some real about faces on two that I used to hate. <laughs> I used to hate the uh, Mannheim Steamroller Deck the Halls. Now I love it. Oh, I get like, yeah, I, I do hate Mannheim <laughs> me Steamroller Me too, but it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, and the uh, and the Barbara Streisand double speed jingle spells, you know, the <laughs> jingle bell, 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 like yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like you're having a heart attack because the rhythm is all fucked up. Well, I guess if it's like if you're having a very vindictive Christmas, yeah, yeah, jingle bell. I love the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas albums, which I feel like are very. Like you either love it or hate it. I mean, I know, obviously. I know. Christmas don't be late. Yeah, uh, but then I they just want a hula hoop. What else? They, they have two. There? I mean, they have like two or three albums. They're just all Christmas standards. Oh yeah. My favorite thing that I, I they're at David Seville. Yeah. Which I think is like what Alan Bog Bogdasarian or whatever. Yeah. He does a uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" uh, scat. Like oh yeah. 
And which, Scoop-a-bee. yeah, yeah. yeah Twas yeah. the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature. I know the like, I know all of that poem just because I know yeah. all the words of that song. Yeah. My, my favorite thing to do is that every cool Christmas. cat Santa was coming oh, down the it's way. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And the moon outside was shining on the snow when it looked real light on yeah. the ground below. Mm-hmm. What to my wondering I Yeah, so I love it. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't get me going. I want to do a special like this one so I can sing and dance horribly. <laughs> uh, so after we get to Little Drummer Boy, we have the final number, which is I am a fine musician, which to show that this show loves party numbers, this is the second time they've done this on the show. Yeah. They did it in season two, episode two. And this is just, they all come out one by one dressed like little toy soldiers and they all have an instrument. What was Sally's? Because there's piccolo, tro- tuba, and trombone. Was there clarinet? Uh, I love yeah, to play uh, my clarinet. It was not clarinet. Uh, tr- it was trombone, tuba, tuba trumpet. Uh, it was trumpet. Trump, oh, was it trumpet first? I think, uh, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'll come on. I love to play my. I'm a fine musician and I get lots of fame. But when I play my tuba, people throw money my way. My tuba, my tuba, they love to hear my tuba. Yeah, and then they all do that one by one, and it all like layers over each other, and then they all. Peter off one by one until... It's like Laura, a row, row, row your boat yes. in the round thing. And then Laura's right. the last one left, which is why she plays that game again to be anxious, because when she's all alone oh, on stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. and runs like, off. I don't like being out here by like, myself. It's on me to carry it's like, the show. It's like, I will fuck shit up if I'm doing a duet. Yeah, I will yeah. just like lay waste a yeah, wreck yeah, house yeah, yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, another just like straightforward... Simple. It struck me watching that that'd be a great thing for that. It seems like something that if you went to your kids' Christmas concert sometime, right? Be like, ah, okay, like, yeah, sweet, go choreograph thing, a little, a little flourish to it, but I'm like, oh, kind of a, well, they did it, like a little. There's a little, (laughs) um, not like dance choreography, but there's choreography to the music. Like, ah, it's an interesting. Like, they have to like hit up and down off like every other one. Uh, one. As I was saying before, the I will say the least. Uh, Christmassy of all the songs. Yeah, which is why because it's just it's just about a marching band. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's really and they're no like dressed reference. like toy soldiers to kind of like us. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, no no Christmas. Stuff other thing I didn't notice. Uh, all these songs were originally written for this show. Wow. Santa Cinderella was written by the guys that wrote this episode. Wow. That seems like it should be a vaudeville standard yeah. Christmas number. Wow. Okay, that's. And a... I did not know that until today when I looked it up, and I was like, oh, they wrote all these. Songs. I mean. And the Alan Brady song was bad and called Alan Brady, so yeah. I presume. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Sanderson, the fella, and I have everything but you just seem like those. Oh, should... really? I have everything but you was great. Like that, yeah. it almost has that same like. Um, I love like list songs like that because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like um, you know like I've done this great thing, I've done this great thing, I've done, but I like I, it's almost like a. Um, uh, I get a kick out of you. Like, yeah. uh, I get no kick from champagne. Mere yeah, alcohol yeah. doesn't thrill me at all. Like, there, you know, like... There's a specific line in that song where um, where uh, Dick Van Dyke says, and I even look like a young uh, Laurel, uh, Stan, Stan, Stan Laurel, Laurel, yeah. Which is like, yeah, that's that. That's like, aha, that was written for him. <coughs> he says, I can sing like Perry Como, and he does a little, I can even sing like Perry Como. And he yeah. does like a little Perry Como voice. Oh. It's like, yeah, it's really sweet. <laughs> so then after the I'm a fan musician, they, the sleigh comes out. Are the reindeer with him? Yes, yes. Okay, the so uh, the uh, subservient, the the subservient <laughs> women. Christmas are, playboy buddies. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, right. They come out. And they all break the only Alan Brady, The only thing that could have made that better is if Alan Brady was smoking a cigar the whole time. <laughs> yeah. There's with, a, there's with a very on his lap. cigar vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all come out. Carl Reiner kind of is a human cigar. <laughs> Still. Like, yeah. Still kicking. Yeah, uh, yeah. They all come out and they like take a they take a fucking candy cane sledgehammer to the fourth wall. By all of them, then sing the theme song. They but all, they sing, they, but they don't sing the words to the theme. They all come song. together and they go da 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 da, yeah. da and then bop. You know there are there words. There were yeah there were yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And they, so that's it, like a weird, at that point, we are seeing uh, Rosemary, Maury Amsterdam, Mary Tomar, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, so now Robert it's Carl just Reiner. them. We're all seeing them. A second ago, we saw them as the characters. All of a sudden, we're seeing them as the actors in the costumes of the yeah, characters. Yeah. Acknowledge- it's such a yeah. weird... But then to sing the themes, to not sing... Um, 
Like, you know, like, what, like, uh, whenever there's trouble, well, troubles, a bubble, yes. or whatever the lyrics are, like, um, uh, that they just go, da 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 so weird. <laughs> like if the Friends cast went like da 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 Yeah, so um, let's move on to just some stats and facts. Rosemary, Maury Amsterdam, Larry Matthew, and Mary Tyler Moore. Um, so yeah, so ratings for this season, season three of the Dick Van Dyke Show, on average, was watched by 33.3 million people. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so many people. 30, and it was the number three show of the season. Wow. Uh, this was the highest it what, ever hit. What, uh, what, what, uh, yeah, I don't suppose you know what, what night it aired on, like, was oh, it like, uh, like um, a Tuesday's night, like. Oh no, I didn't, uh, no, I feel no. like it was just like a Wednesday, Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, yeah, it was yeah. definitely, I think it was a weeknight show. Yeah. Um, this was the most watched season of the five seasons, so season three was like a peak. Huh. And then it like, went down to like 20 something, so it never like got super unpopular. The top five shows for that season, the 1963-64 season, were number five, The Andy Griffith Show, four, Petticoat Junction, three, The Dick Van Dyke Show... Two Bonanza and one Beverly Hillbillies. Buddy, Ep- now that's Buddy Epson. That's Buddy Epson. <laughs> that's Buddy Epson. Now that's Buddy Epson. <laughs> now there's a Buddy Epson. <laughs> uh, uh, Pettico Junction Cowboy Show. Never seen it. Uh, Pettico Junction. Okay. Uh, Pettico Junction. You know, there's the Hooterville universe, which is Pettico Junction started first. They spun off Beverly Hillbillies. Oh. Because that's set in Hooterville. Beverly Hillbillies moved from Hooterville to Beverly is Pettico Hills. Pettico Junction a comedy? Yes. It's oh. a sitcom. And then Green Acres. Oh. <clears throat> is set in Hooterville, and all three of them aired at the same time. Wow. They all borrowed characters from each other. The Hooterverse. <laughs> the Ho- is the Hooterverse. And there are um, general, like, supporting recurring characters that were on Petticoat Junction and Green Acres at the same time. Huh. There's one actor that, between those two shows, did 300 episodes of television. Wow, wow. So, it's sort of like the uh, the Miller Boyette. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really nuts. Neat. But that top five is like Andy Griffith, Rural, <laughs> Petticoat Junction, Rural, Dick Van Dyke, Urban, Bonanza, Western, Beverly Hillbillies, Rural in Urban. Yeah, no, what are the, with the extent of, like, you got the, the middle on ABC, you got the ranch on Netflix, what are the other rural sitcoms right now, or comedies right now? Oh, well, there was, like, Last Man Standing, that just But that, that, but that's gone. You know, yes. Like, and, and that it, didn't even run, that was only, like, three seasons. No, it ran, like, five. Oh, yeah? See, there was the controversy, it ran a full, like, five, or, it ran so long yeah, that Yeah, Allen just didn't fucking get there, like, sometimes yeah. shows just get canceled, man, like, it's got nothing to do with your politics. They, it, it was like, canceled because... It, would, it reached the point where, like, ABC was going to start paying for it. Because, like, their initial contract was for, like, oh, five yeah, seasons yeah, with the yeah, production yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they fulfilled their contract. They did it. And now it was going to be exor- like exorbitantly, prohibitively expensive for them to yeah. keep Tim Allen up. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Uh, on IMDb, 92 users rated this a 7.8 out of 10. High or lower, right on the money. Because I would say this is a 9.5. <laughs> Uh, I, so it was 7.8? 7.8. I'd give it a little, I'd, I'd give it like an 8.5. Uh, for me, I wish, I, I, I was, I was, I was left wanting a little bit of, I wanted some sort of cracks in the veneer again, cause that yeah. setup makes it seem like <clears throat> we're problems. gonna, we're gonna see them putting on the big Christmas show. And one of the reasons I like the Dick Van Dyke show so much is, I like Mad Cat backstage shit. I love. And they I give do me, it well. Give me Muppet Show, Thirty Rock, noises, yeah. noises off. Give there's me, Johnny. Me, Who yeah, is there's Johnny? I, I, <laughs> you mean my favorite show of all time? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and this goes off without a hitch. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's, it's, well, the only hitch was scripted. Is all them saying their names instead of Alan Brady? But that's, yeah, that's a scripted hitch. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the season of the show... Oh, this was one of the episodes that wasn't filmed in front of a live studio audience. I guess you don't need which, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like they were like, because of all... Of, well, this is also an IMDb fact, so I have no idea how true yeah. it is. I'm going to assume it's true. But like all the costume changes in the set, it's like, yeah, we can't have an audience wait around and be getting all these costumes and like yeah. do all this shit. But um, it's just a soundstage for the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, so, so you know, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, this season of the show won a shit ton of Emmys. Maybe not... For this episode specifically, but just this season, yeah. it won the Emmys for Best Comedy. Mary Taylor Moore and Dick Van Dyke both won Emmys, and it also won the Emmys for Writing and Directing in a Comedy. Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner, and then also the two guys that wrote this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. So, yeah. Uh, who would you say out of everyone had the must-see performance? Oh, boy. Um, 
And this is quite usually it's easy because in an ensemble show, like one or two people will stick out. Like it's they had the A plots, they got more to do. Yeah, yeah. Or it's a They landed the best line. Or it's like right. a like Mary Tyler Moore show, Mary Tyler Moore's probably gonna be the best. Yeah. This yeah. is one of the few episodes where it's like, no, they all have these star turns. Yeah, yeah. I uh, um hard. Uh, I thought uh I don't know, I guess uh you know, I I I I like getting a, a, a he did he didn't he had the least to do in the he had the least to do in the show. It's like in the the what do you call it the uh, the Alan Brady show. Yeah. But uh, in the one scripted sitcom scene, I thought Mel stole that. Yeah. In the one script in the one scripted sitcom because he he takes because uh, he's a whipping pose. You know, yeah. he, he yeah. gets he gets the most drubbing. He gets. He just gets roasted the whole time and gets to be a grump. It's like, come on, come on, come on with it. <coughs> yeah, yeah. How nice of the holidays. He has the least to do in there, but I thought he, I, I thought he was the, I thought he was the most fun in yeah. the scene up top. Yeah. Uh, but then in the, ah, uh, gosh, the Alan Brady sketch. In the uh, the Alan Brady song. Yeah, the Alan Brady song. He had a nice baritone. He had yeah. a nice, nice, nice sonorous <clears throat> sort of. Yeah. Uh, Mel, you know, yeah. like a, <laughs> I almost like a, he's like a Jeffrey Tambor sort of thing. Yeah. But even, now that's fucking ruined. Um, Richard uh, Deacon, he wrote cookbooks <laughs> later in his life. Yeah, yeah. Might have been gay. Hey. He was yeah. a confirmed bachelor who wrote cookbooks in his old age. Well, yeah. So I'm kind of like, probably gay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's, this is a weird one because it's not a character showcase. No. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, you know, uh, you're talking about like the performer, like this, like yeah. this, you know, is Rosemary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy Dick got the best song though, man. That 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 that. Uh, yeah. Got everything but you was was pretty unfuckwithable. I'm see, mine is Mary. Yeah, mine's definitely yeah. Tom Moore. Yeah, Mary. She got a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because she kills everything she's in, uh, and then just. Uh, her voice and movement in that dance are just poetry. It's almost like an improv thing too, where she like you watch her and she's a good active listener mm-hmm. and seeing even when she's not like even when it's not dialogue, you're drawn to her because she's engaged with what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it like and it never like checks out or whatever. You know, yeah. like oh, she's be- she's beautiful. She's amazing. I love yeah. her so much. A true great. Uh, must other people see this episode, especially at the holidays? Especially at the holiday, yeah, I'll say, that. I'll, yeah. If I, if you're doing like a, I'd say if you're doing a, a Christmas party, doing a uh, doing a, uh, uh, a Christmas episodes mixtape, mm-hmm. uh, you put put this one on the playlist. I think man. this is yeah. this is one of my this why it was one of the four that I chose for this month because yeah. to me yeah. this is like the quintessential. It's bizarre because most I love a Christmas sitcom that's about like oh we're all trying to get home or oh we can't get home or yeah. we have to get someone a bad gift or like it's Santa real like that kind of stuff or or, or sometimes they sometimes they hew a little maudlin or sometimes like, we have to go to the like soup kitchen or like yeah like uh, we we yeah we let a homeless man sleep at the yeah, house yeah. Or at the restaurant <laughs> so or like, oh. you know I love a snowed in episode yes. love a snowed in yep. episode but Golden uh, Girls covers all these bases in yeah too. yeah uh, but this one is just unlike any other one. It's like it's a variety show. Yeah. It's a half hour of a variety show where you're seeing people sing and dance, and I love it. I, I I hate the manipulation of we meet a new character at the top of the episode, and you know by the end, like God, yeah. oh, it's going to be revealed that they're like they, they live like they live in their car or something. The like Mickey Rooney like, episode of Full House, where they yeah. go to this like an old man store, and he's like, oh, "I'm trying to return this. You're not going to. He's a mean old man. And it means yeah. oh, his dude misses. He hasn't seen his family in so long." Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, th- I, you feel you feel jerked around. After this, this makes you feel good. Lift it up. Makes this you feel Christmassy. Feel Christmassy, and it's great. Like I tell you, this the, uh, it lets uh, the Christmas season. Is a mug of cocoa gang. These this episode's a marshmallow, a big juicy marshmallow. <laughs> wow! Thank you so much for coming out and talking about this weirdo episode. This beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, episode. thanks for having me. Uh, where can people a... find you on the internet if they want to talk to you about the, specifically this and only this? <laughs> only this. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at amfmpm, and uh, yeah, and I do shows around and that sort of thing, and. Uh, and uh, watch The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon weeknights at 11.30 on NBC. Or on YouTube.com slash 
Fallon tonight, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, cool, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, bye, yeah, bye. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest Dan Chamberlain for dropping by and talking about the Dick Van Dyke show with me and bearing with all of my elf dreams and Christmas wishes. I'm horrible. I'm great. Uh, next week I'll be discussing, oh, get ready for it, Christmas Holiday Gauntlet's going to continue next week with the Mary Tyler Moore Show episode Christmas and the Hard Luck Kid Two. Yes, it is the sequel to another episode from another show that actually has nothing to do with this episode, so that Roman numeral is misleading. We'll get into that in the episode. And also, I think that Hulu might actually not list the numeral. Anyway, Christmas and the Hard Luck Kid 2 is in Season 1 of The Mary Tyler Moore Show. It is Episode 14, and you can stream The Mary Tyler Moore Show on Hulu, or you can buy this episode on Amazon or iTunes, and I decree it worth it because this is one of the best holiday episodes of all time. Until then, you can send your questions about sitcoms to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. I will answer any that you have that I can't answer. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at MustHaveSeenTV. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review the show in iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White. You can also read the words that I write at Decider.com, including a sitcom Christmas episode advent calendar that I will be doing for work that will be kicking off on December 1st. You can also check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song this week is the overture from the 60s Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Rankin Bass amazing Christmas special that I expect all of you are watching on a loop when you're not watching the sitcoms I tell you to watch. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all of y'all for listening. And I'll see y'all next week on Must Have Seen TV. 